Hi, this is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. Worship has become, in this generation, an expression of artistry. It's centered around music. It's centered around the, the talents of singing and playing. It's also become a place where artists can share their talents through color, through lights, through screens and different pictures and just videos and all those things that kind of builds up to become what they call a worship time together. But when you look at it all in the big picture, it's really artistry. If you were to take the artistry out of the meeting place that we have, there wouldn't be anything really there except people standing in a room together. And without that artistry or that artist, they really wouldn't know what they're supposed to do. And they most likely wouldn't come to a meeting. If you're going to hold a meeting and then say, well, no one's going to come and play, we're not going to have any screens. Uh, we're not going to turn the lights off. We're just going to leave it a room with chairs. You most likely would not draw a very good crowd. And if you did, it might be kind of somber and, and a little disrupted by the focus on them and not so much on what they came to see. So in our worship experiences today, it's really based on the artistry about artists and singers and people who have skills. I was talking to a publisher right when we first came out with this book. He, he had called me because he had read the book and the premise is not everything we do is worship. That's the premise. And he read that and he called and said, you know what, I got to tell you, you're absolutely right. I admit it. I can tell you that it intrigued me, and that's why I'm calling, but I also want to let you know that it's going to be a hard thing for people to swallow. They're not going to like the idea when you tell them not everything they do is worship. He said, well, the church today, this is his perspective, he said they paint worship with too wide of a brush. And he referenced the artistry. He said, there's too much, they paint it too wide, and it needs to be focused, but that's hard to do. So he wanted to publish the book. I, I talked to him over it several times and decided to go with another publisher, but he caught the premise of the book. And it made me think, because when you look at a portrait, a very professional portrait, Normally, they're done with different size brushes, and they create different things with different brushes. When you look at the Mona Lisa, which uh, was painted in 1503, and you know Leonardo da Vinci, the master, he paints this incredibly beautiful person. And when art critics come to look at that painting, what draws them the most, what is the most impressive is one of the smallest things in the painting. The thing that was painted with a very small brush, and that was Mona Lisa's smile. Another painting, it's the painting called 
Girl with a Pearl Earring by Johannes Vermeer. It was painted in 1665. When you look at this painting, you see a beautiful woman, just incredibly talented artistry, and then you notice what draws your attention the most is the small, down the right-hand side of the painting, she's wearing a pearl earring. That's what catches everyone's eye. But the portrait itself has other things there. There's a lot of gorgeous things there. It's, it's, he starts with a wide brush. Leonardo da Vinci starts with a wide brush. And when he gets to the critical moment, the thing that he's really trying to get to, he uses a very small brush, makes it very simple. And in his mastery, artistic ability, they come up with this point that connects everyone's eye to their painting. Now, when we come together, we come into a place where everything's been painted for us, everything's prepared for us. And when we stand back, when we look at it, we think to ourselves, this is a beautiful picture. It's the church standing before uh, uh, worshipers and worship leaders and screens with beautiful colors and sound systems that are surround sound gorgeous, sounds like a movie is playing and everything is fine-tuned down to a very specifically clear artistry. When I look at that and I think about that, it makes me realize that the church stage is like a canvas and people do purposefully, they take this wide brush of color and sound and they make it big and they make it bold. It's organized, it's balanced. But within that picture, within that portrait, there is nothing that your eye is drawn to except the big picture. They leave no time or space. They don't leave you or give you that little small brush that will paint that moment of worship. When the microscopic, thin painted lines are left out, there is no masterpiece. If Leonardo da Vinci would have left that smile, not the way it was, but if he would have just left it alone and said, no, let's let everybody focus on her eyes or on her hair or maybe on her cheekbones, no one would have noticed that smile. And when you think about the girl with the pearl in her ear, the that beautiful picture, if that, if that artist would have just said, no, I'm not going to focus on that little piece, no one would have seen it. They would have looked at the other pieces. It wouldn't have been known for that. They would not have been the masterpieces that they are today because they would have skipped that small touch by that small brush. And when you think of Mary, when she goes to worship Jesus, that was a very subtle, small thing in that room. She was taking these small little things to the, the oil and the water and the kiss. And those were small things compared to Lazarus being raised from the dead and the religious issues and the theology and all the tradition that was in that room. Mary was very small, but she was noticed. But that was like the pearl earring. That was like Mona Lisa's smile. It was that tiny brush that painted that moment when 
she stopped everything and she went to Jesus's feet. I can't explain to you how important it is because true worship, Jesus worship, that is found in the tiny, small details. It's the small brush. You remember Mary and the perfume and the tears and the kiss and, you know, the small unnoticed things that happened in Simon's house. But you have to understand this. Whenever you come into the house of the Lord, the Lord is looking for the small detail. He's looking for the person who will take the brush and paint the small thin line of worship. He doesn't want you to ignore the portrait. He doesn't want you to to just say, oh, that doesn't matter. That does matter. People's efforts and their talents matter. Their voices matter. But when those things overtake those little tiny moments of worship, then God is concerned about that because he wants to paint a masterpiece every time you come and worship him.